welcome to Cocktails with BT. I am super excited, as you can obviously tell from my voice, because sitting with me today in the studio is an absolutely phenomenal, amazing woman who I really, really admire. She's a relationship expert. She's a teacher. I normally tell her that she has wisdom far beyond her years. Like she has ancient wisdom, ancient wisdom. Thank you. <laughs> she's a wife. She's a mama. Um, she there's something she normally says, or there's something that she and she says she teaches highly successful women. I know I'm gonna get it wrong now, but teaches highly successful women to wait gracefully, enjoy their single season, and enjoy their married season when they do get into that. So yes. Yay! Without further ado, it gives me much joy to say a warm welcome to my friend, my sister, Bumi Odua. Welcome! Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like this conversation is long overdue. Yes, yes. We've I, been saying it for like forever and then it's like, finally, <laughs> finally, we finally got to it. Yes, really excited, really excited. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you for coming on and just sitting with me to have this conversation. I know your days right now are amazing (laughs) (laughs) they're interesting i think that's the only way to put it yeah all right fantastic so i'm going to delve right into it and the very first thing i'm going to ask you is to tell us a bit about what i know a bit but i want our listeners to know a little bit about your waiting story so today we're speaking all about waiting gracefully for those who are coming on and i'd just like you to start by sharing your waiting story with us your waiting journey Thanks, Bodam. Thank you for having me, first of all. Because um, it's a question I'm very passionate about. It's a question I love talking about. I love sharing about. Like, if you wanted me to talk for ages, just ask me about waiting gracefully and about anything that has to do with that season of life, but also anything that has to do with the Bible. I think I should put that caveat there. Like those are the two topics that you're likely to get me just going on and on. And then apart from that, I'm like generally quiet. And you're like, why is she quiet? I'm like, because I'm not talking about things I like. (laughs) So thank you for asking about that question. And when I think about my waiting journey, um, I would say my waiting journey started in my early twenties. I, um, as you do, went to school, went to uni, then finished uni. And I remember, and it's always a, it's always my starting point when people ask me about my journey. I had finished university. I was waiting to go for what they call NYSC, um, where you go and serve your government for one year. As far as I'm concerned, that's what you've got to do there. But actually, you know, as you do, it's, I feel like sometimes NYSC is like a <laughs> thing where they literally take you from your comfort zone and throw you out of your comfort zone to see if you will survive. <laughs> so yes, I went to do NYSC and I was waiting to do NYSC and I happened to go for this family function and this guy walks up to me and he says to me much later after, you know, we started dating that when he walked up to me, he came with the mindset that he was going to marry me. And I was like, wow. So up to that point, I just dated for dating sake. I wasn't necessarily dating to get married. Um, And so when he came up to me, he was very, you know, intentional. He was very smart. He was very chatty, everything. And we exchanged, you know, as you do, you exchange numbers, all of that. Um, And then we started this relationship and he was very clear from the beginning that he wanted to get married. Now I was just coming out of university, but being a Nigerian girl, you know, that thing of, there's a trajectory your life is supposed to follow so my life was 
already it felt like my life was already being mapped out for me in that i went to school so i went to primary school i went to secondary school i did university and i was at that point i was actually doing a temp job so i technically had a job um and then this guy comes up to me so the next best thing is let's get married um and we started this relationship but after some years it, it became obvious that we were not meant to be together um and we had and at that point in time he had proposed so people knew that we were engaged and all of that and there was all that whole cloud around it but got to a certain point and knew that that relationship wasn't going forward and you know the relationship broke it down and he had sparked something in me because while i was dating him he was getting his own place he had just moved he was sharing with friends at one point and he was getting his own place so he had asked me to you know pick out the colors of the sofa the walls everything so i had gone into wife mood so in my mind it just felt like this is the thing that's supposed to happen and from then on i wanted to get married so every guy I met, he was, I was like, are you a potential husband? Are you the one I'm going to get married to? All of that. And it was, it was an interesting journey. I kissed a lot of frogs, let's be honest. None of them turned to Prince Charming in the process. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think I got to about 2012. Um, I met this guy at, in 2005. So there's about a seven year window. I think I got to about 2012. And uh, no, let me take a step back. We broke up in about 2009 and something, even though I knew I wanted to get married, I started listening to some messages. And I think that was where my journey of transformation started. And I didn't even know it was a journey of transformation and it would lead me here. All I knew was that I liked everything that had to do with relationships. I'd always liked that. I'd read romance novels when I was younger. I would, I used to even write novel um, stories, like short stories, and I would write romance stories obviously um and it's only now in hindsight i realized that i've always been called to i've always been drawn to relationships and you know so when i started listening to the messages about relationships and about doing relationships properly something started to take in my head that maybe i can do it different but even though i was a church girl and knew everything i had just giving my life to Christ while I was dating my ex as well. So I kind of was new to the born again life and, you know, that new life in Christ. So I kind of thought to, I was still doing things the old way, but I was trying to mix it with the new thing that I knew. And it just wasn't working. <laughs> you can't mix the two. It wasn't working. So, you know, listening to the messages, I would think, okay, yeah, that sounds great. But then my old ways would still say, yeah, but we can still date him and sleep over at his place. So far as we don't do anything wrong, right? So, you know, I was trying to do the nice thing, but at the same time, my old ways were holding me back. And the, the journey continued for years. And then I got to about 2012 and my dad passed away. And at that point, I thought to myself, there must be more to life than this. And it really was a, it was like my shift where I wasn't just, I didn't just want to do Christianity. I wanted to do a life that made sense because what people said about my dad when he died and the conversations that they were having with us, I was like, he had such impact, you know, like he had such, when my sister, my older sister said something that did we notice that at his funeral on a Thursday, I think it was, my church seat 700, it was, all seats were taken and people were standing at the back. 
and I lived with him and I didn't know that he had that kind of as in I knew that people knew him but I didn't think that he had that kind of impact and so that started to shift something in my mind now because I've been listening to these messages it kind of said to the, the two now started to come together where I was thinking okay my life has to matter for something and I also also know that my waiting season is not a waste of time and I need to be filling it up with messages like this and I need to be living a life of intention and that's what really then got me on the journey of transformation and I mean the actual transformation that needed to happen and so that went on for a number of years and then in 2014 no 2013 God gave me a, an instruction he said to me leave your church and go to another church and I thought yeah okay right <laughs> but I had started learning to hear God's voice so I kind of knew that he was definitely definitely saying something and so I thought okay I will do that doesn't make sense but I'll do it anyway so I stayed going to this church um joined volunteered and in 2014 I met this guy didn't think anything of it we when the same team didn't think any of the team that I was volunteering in at the time didn't think much of it just you know he was just a regular guy um and then in tw early 2015 um a friend of mine calls me on the phone and I, I, I always say to women on the waiting journey that you have to have encounters with God because they will give you a conviction that you need. Um, in 2014, I had my first encounter about, specifically about my marriage. Well, I had had a few dreams, but now God now was like, okay, let me unpack those dreams for you. And in 20, sort of 2014, God said to me, look, I'm sorting out your marriage. Don't worry about it. And do you know, from that point, I never prayed and said, God, give me a husband. I stopped asking for a husband literally stopped praying about it i was like well if he said it then it's done yeah. so then got to 2015 my friend calls me on the phone and says to me hi i had this vision she's prophetic she's a prophet so she was like i had this vision and i saw this guy and it's obvious that your marriage is literally a settled matter do you want us to pray about it and she i was like sure no problem prayed about it in january and then in, in february this guy who was my friend suddenly says hi what do you think about you and me i'm like huh <laughs> where did that come from because you know he hadn't given off signals that he was interested in me that way so i didn't think anything of it so when he called me on the phone i just thought we were called he was calling for us to just talk as normal and then he drops this conversation in the drops this bombshell in the conversation and um yeah and yeah 14 months later i was his wife <laughs> Wow. <laughs> From that day, yeah. Almost exactly 14 months later, I was his wife, yeah. Amazing. Oh my goodness. That is a story that had me smiling so much <laughs> in so many places. Gosh, thank you for sharing, Bumi. Okay, so building, I really like what you said, this thing around impact and intention and mm. just really living our lives with that. And I know a lot of women sort of hold back everything, waiting until they get married so they can fully step into what it is they were created to be, especially African women. We don't want yes. to be too much. We don't want to be too much. We don't want to show up too much. We don't want anything that's too much, right? Until we have husbands that come and give us permission. Mm. Who are feeling this way. Like, you know what? Um, you know, Bumi, I hear you. Bodam, I hear what you're saying, but I just need to, you know, I'm getting older. I don't want to be so showy because I might intimidate people or, you know, I just, I just want to just live this quiet life until my husband comes and then I will step into everything else. Mm, yeah. Mm. What would you say to these women? I would say, why? Like, 
why are you acting small? Because that's not who you are. So it's not even an authentic thing. And you will struggle. That thing within you that wants to rise and wants to thrive is really God on your inside saying he wants to fully express himself. And then you want to shrink that. It's an insult to him. And it's an insult to you. And it's an insult to the man that he has for you. Because the man that he has for you wants you the way that you are. He wants you fully thriving. You know, my husband and I have a running joke about how he had a, this desire to marry this particular kind of woman. And I ticked quite a few of the boxes. But one of the things I didn't take was I didn't have my own flat. Because in his mind, he was so convinced that if I had my own flat, then we would have this second house that would be an additional source of income for our family. It was not a bad thing. It was going to be a good thing. And the truth is that the man that God has for you and the man that you're meant to be with, truly meant to be with, wants you to be thriving. It is what it is that woman that's thriving that he's attracted to. So this version of you that's shrinking is probably repelling him. So for all you know, you might have met him, but because you are shrinking and not trying to be who you're meant to be, he's, he can't see you. The Bible talks about it in Genesis when it says that Adam saw Eve and he was like, yeah, I recognize you. I see you. There's something about you that I immediately recognize. And when you shrink who you are, you are literally making yourself less than. And he can't recognize you. So don't do it, is my simple, simple answer. Don't do it. It is it's an insult to the God who created you and wants you thriving and flourishing in this season. It's an insult to you because there's so much within you that you need to offer to the world. And then it's an insult to the man that's looking for you that is now literally still waiting because you have refused to thrive. So don't do it. Bam, bam, bam. Like what? <laughs> is what I'm hearing. This is so, yeah, just don't, you know, I, I yeah. love that for me. Thank you. And I like how you really broke it down. It's not just an insult to God, but you're doing a disservice to your actual self. And he can't even recognize you, the real person who's meant for you. Thank yeah. you so much for that. Now, there's a term that a lot of people struggle with, right? Mm -hmm. And is, I mean, you're, let's say they're a woman, they're thriving, they're doing all this great stuff. But then there are days when, you know, I mean, there's some of the challenges. It's not just a challenge. And I'm going to mention two or three so you can sort of speak to it. There are days when, for example, you deal with the thing of loneliness. Mm. And the fact that, you know what, maybe I just want someone to talk to. You know, some people just tell me, I just want someone that at the end of the day, I can just pick up the phone and just share my worries. And I don't want it to be a girl. I want someone that can just share and let them understand and let them, you know, there's that one. There's a challenge of maybe everybody around you is married or everybody, you know, maybe your circle of friends, they've all got married and you're the last man standing. And I'm like, Lord, you know, when now you're no longer going for weddings because everybody has finished marriage. You're now going for like baby, uh, baby naming ceremonies. Yeah, and yeah. And you're going for, I don't know, graduations and you're going for all these types of things and you're thinking, what is going on? And I think there's a mental thing that needs to happen there. And how you, in your experience, how would you say women need to handle some of these challenges? And there are many more I know that we do. Yeah. Um, the first thing I would say is make your peace with where you find yourself. Because when you make your peace, you struggle less. So you are the last man standing. Make your peace with that. 
you come home and you can't talk to someone or the kind of conversations you want to have, you can't have them right now. Make your peace with that. But I also know that loneliness is a connection problem. And so if I'm feeling lonely, I'm, I find ways to make a connection. As much as you're like, yes, I wanted to be with a guy, you won't always have that opportunity and you need to not dwell in it for a long time. There's nothing wrong with feeling lonely. The problem is when it becomes a persistent thing. It shows that you are not connecting and you need to connect, connect with people. Connect, do you know, um, the more I started embracing life on my journey, the more I started going out with other people that weren't even in my usual sphere of influence. Remember I said I changed churches. So I suddenly changed the sphere of people who were all around me. I changed the circles that I was in. The more I started engaging with this new part of my life, the less lonely I felt. I actually felt that my, 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 the times I felt lonely gradually started reducing what had happened and you know because I lived alone I was a single girl who was living alone who was working so you could almost say this my my circle of um my my triangle was work church home work church home and that triangle can become very very lonely unless you break out of it and it is within your own gifts to break out of it it's within your gift to break out of it and you can break out of it by changing the circle of friends that you have around you by engaging with people that you would not normally engage with so i'm not saying ditch your married friends don't ditch them still build connections with those who want to build connection with you because not everyone wants to build connection with you so choose wisely and build connection with those who still want to give you give, give you that access into their lives. Why? Because you will also learn about marriage by watching them. You will learn what you like. You will also learn what you don't like. But then in breaking that triangle, find opportunities to do new things. Many times we stay stuck and we stay lonely because we don't try anything new. The thing is that you never know where you're going to meet your spouse. For all you know, it might be in that volunteering opportunity that you meet him. It might be you going out to dinner one day or you regularly taking yourself out to dinner. And this particular guy now notices that you come every week. And he's like, I want to step to this lady because you know, something. there's something interesting about a girl that takes herself to dinner. So do things that begin to break that triangle because when you start to do that, you will find out that the loneliness reduces. It doesn't completely disappear because we all still have that innate desire to be with that special someone. But what you have then is fewer and further moments where you are constantly lonely. That's, that's, that, that's one of the ways that I found that as you start to do those things, you begin to break out of the shell. And the African woman, if you're listening to me, especially if you're the African woman who has the opportunity to be in the diaspora, can I speak specifically to her? Yes, ma'am. Break out of your African culture. Mm. Because you never know where you are going to meet your spouse and you never know who you might meet. The problem is that we've restricted ourselves and said, I'm only going to marry from a certain tribe. I'm only going to marry from a certain group. So we never really fully explore other cultures. And for all you know, the man that God has for you, the type of man that God has for you, because there's not just one man for you, the type of man that God has for you could be white, white 
he could be you're saying something you just broke something i need you to say it again because you know you, i just need you to repeat that again so you said it's not one man for you uh, there's it's a type whose belief systems right about now but it's a type it's a type the type of man that god has for you if you think of him like a cloak there are many men that can wear that cloak there are many that can wear that cloak and you will be happy and you will be in purpose and god's will for your life so let's not hold ourselves back and say well the reason i'm not married yet is because i have not met the nice nigerian guy or the nice ghanian guy or the nice zimbabwean guy no don't do that to yourself expand your reach expand your opportunities expand your experiences as you do so those times of loneliness begin to shrink like i said they don't completely go away but then when you recognize them you must ask yourself have i missed out on connection over the last month over the last week you know because my my feelings are telling me something and i must pay attention Thank you. Wow. Like I'm just still like <laughs> But thank you. I really like what you said around loneliness is connection, isn't it? And yeah, yes. being deliberate, sort of taking responsibility for your own emotions and for how you feel at every point in time, isn't it? And yes. Thank you. I'm just thinking and just sharing on that I like when you said, you know, you can take yourself out for dinner, or take yourself out for lunch, treat yourself, you know, and just building on that. What are some of the things we can do while we're waiting to grow ourselves and grow who we are? Because I hear, I don't know, but I hear that marriage is a whole different ball game. And let me friends today. So I had friends over at my house, you know, for most of today, and I was telling them that I'm so glad that I'm living, I moved out of my parents' house and I'm living sort of in this home before I got married because mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll have coped. You know, the other day, I don't I don't think I'll have managed. The other day I was chopping to, um, tomatoes in the kitchen. Mm. And you know, the first evening I, I chopped the tomatoes, I had this made the sauce I was making quickly because I was in a hurry. Mm. The next day I found myself in the kitchen again, chopping tomatoes. <laughs> what is going on? That I needed to, you know, wash and I needed to mop the sitting room and sweep. And I'm like, no, 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 this is becoming this is a culture shock. What is going on here? Um, and that's just an aside, I'm joking. But you've just opened yourself to an experience, and it's an experience that not everyone gets the opportunity to have. But if you do have the opportunity, you should embrace because you are literally preparing yourself for where you're going to. You are. And even if you were still living in your parents' house, but once you started to embrace even the things that made your parents' house function, if you began to take responsibility for some of the things that were in your own parents' house, you begin to embrace the journey of mar- of marriage. Because think about it. Somebody is paying for the electricity. Someone's paying for the water. Someone's paying the driver that you have. Someone, you know, all those things. Someone is paying for it and someone has responsibility and thinking process for that. If you are at home in your parents' house, feel free to pick up one of those thinking processes. Mm. Just because it gives you the opportunity. It gives you the opportunity to begin to put yourself in the place that you are going to be. Everything that is happening before you get married is a trial run if you will embrace it. But if you don't embrace it, hey, you'll get the biggest shock when you get married. 
so good. Pick up one of those thinking processes. Like it's a new thing. Embrace it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, and Bumi, now I know, you know, not many people are lucky enough to, is it lucky enough? I don't know if it's lucky enough, but not many people have the experience, let me use that, of marrying, let's say, their first love. You know, I have a friend, she met her husband when she was, what, 16 or 17. They got married years later, and it's just such a beautiful story. That's not many people's story, right? Yeah. Some people have dealt with a lot of hurt and betrayal and heartbreak, and some people are still healing or maybe haven't healed, and there's just this string of all sorts of things that are not good. Can you speak to that internal work I think that we need to do as women to ensure that we're even ready to receive the kind of love we really say we want to receive? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and I literally just realized I need to go back to your first question, which is what can we do in this season? And you've already already started to talk about it in that there is a lot of internal work that needs to happen in this season. Um, you attract who you are. I think let me start there. So the the Bible says in, um, I think it's in Proverbs 23 verse 7, where it says that as a man thinks in his heart, so he is he. The woman that you are today is as a result of who you are on the inside. The experiences that you have today are a result of what you, who you are on the inside. And a lot of people might say, but that's not true. This person hurt me and that thing happened to me. And I, I hear you, I understand that. But at the same time, who you are on your inside influences the decisions that you make. The decisions that you make influence the actions that you take. The actions that you take influence the experiences that you have, the places that you go, the people that you interact with. Are there things that are outside of our locus of control? Yes. But there is actually a lot that is within our locus of control. And in this season, while you're waiting, including what you asked, the second question, they are within your gift to work on right now. This season is a gift but it's a gift that has been wrapped up it is up to you to unwrap it look inside and embrace the gift that is inside many times we don't we're literally in this passive waiting phase where we do nothing and then get into marriage and wonder why marriage is dealing with us hmm. marriage will deal with all of us whether we've done the internal work or not, but the experience that we all have won't be the same based on the internal work that we've done. So if you've had trauma, for example, if for example, you were sexually abused, you should deal with that in this season. Think of it as giving your husband the gift of a renewed you. Think of it, and you know, the African culture does not necessarily encourage doing therapy and counseling, especially before marriage. Instead, they want to do counseling after marriage. How about we not need to do counseling after marriage because we did the counseling before marriage? Okay, now. Mm -hmm. How about we not have to do therapy for some certain areas because we did the work before? So in this waiting season, first of all, embrace the season. There's no point, you can't change it. You can't force someone to marry you. Mm -hmm. And if you do, what will happen is you'll get to the other side and realize that maybe you made a mistake. And that's a sad place and a tough place to be. There are many marriages today that should never have happened. Let's call it spade a spade. So this is the season where you then 
almost prepare yourself. This is the season where you seek your own healing. You seek your emotional healing. This is the season where you manage your emotions and learn emotional intelligence. This is the season where you learn what, what it is to be a wife. Even just reading a book about it is a step in the right direction. Being a wife is much more than cooking and cleaning. It is so much more than that. Don't let what our parents told us be the only thing that is what we used to go into marriage. There's so much more. There's so much more. How do you manage your in-laws? The only picture you have is of your mother fighting your your grandmother. So that's all you know. But is that all there is to in-law relationships? No. That isn't. So spend this time learning about how to manage, you know, how to work with your in-laws, manage your in-laws, love on your in-laws, because sometimes it doesn't even come naturally. Remember that human beings are inherently selfish. So you have to learn how to love other people. Even you meshing your life with another person's own, meshing your life with your husband's own, is a meshing. It doesn't happen overnight. Trust me, I've been married six years, almost six years. It doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> you get there and then you're like, whoa, right. I don't like the way you fold your socks. You like the way I fold my socks. Mm. You'll be amazed at how the littlest things cause issues. <laughs> but remember that everything's a trial run. So how are you even managing the relationships you have with your siblings? Trial run. You know, there's so much you can do. This is the season where you fix your finances. Do you think it's, especially in our generation where the man might not be able to carry all the bills and you coming together is supposed to be a gift. And can I talk about that money one just for a quick second? This yeah. is the season where you fix your mindset about money. Because your money is not your money when you get married. According to the Bible. We are breaking our hearts over here. It's just according. I'm just sticking with the Bible. I'm just <laughs> sticking with the Bible. Your money is not your money when you get married. It says, and they were naked and unashamed. Nakedness shows vulnerability. It shows you being open but can to our another money, person. Can our money be like my money and then his money be like our money? Can we be naked with his money? And then, you know. Right. Okay. <laughs> you can do that if that's the agreement that both of you have. But then there must still be the openness about this is my money and that's your money. And how do you want us to work it out? Because it is for the purpose of our unit not just for me if it tells you that look girl i was already handling all the bills feel free to keep your money no problem but then the day he asks you to bring money to the table you can't be cross because it's for the purpose of your unit it's for the purpose of both of you and your children that when they come so fix your mindset about money Fix your money, fix your bank balance. If your bank balance is in the negative, this is the season to start to work on how to get it back into the positive. You know, this is also the season where you learn how to be hospitable. Plenty of people are going to come to your house when you're married, unless you marry a recluse. And very rarely do we marry an absolutely recluse. We always marry somebody that had a family too. So how are you going to host this family when they come? How are you going to host both your families when, when both of your families are in the same zone? 
you know there's so much to learn in this season and it's not i'm not saying that you will have a complete package before you get in but at least start the journey so that when you get to the other side you're not completely thrown by your experience and you know this is also the season to build capacity this is the season to build capacity in your in, even in your spiritual life because marriage is spiritual you are a spirit being having a human experience so your marriage is also the same it's a spiritual experience and marriage will you know should i go there marriage will kill your flesh so build capacity for letting your flesh die now your boss at work annoys you suck it up so far as they're not hurting you suck it up build capacity how am i going to manage my boss that is annoying me am i going to run am i going to you know am i going to ditch things when things get tough do i quit my job just because my boss is annoying me if you learn to build capacity when your boss is annoying you and you're not quitting your every role you're changing roles every six months every year because somebody's annoying you you need to build capacity it's training for your marriage because when you get married you can't walk away just like that marriage is a covenant it's not a contract mm. but we go into that in my waiting gracefully program there's so much that there love is it, to love it, love it. there's so love much it. to learn in this season and you can't learn it all just by what i've said in this podcast so definitely come on my waiting gracefully program oh talk to us a bit about that for me tell us all about it <laughs> which I'm, I'm enrolled onto fyi <laughs> you know bodam is a wise woman she knows exactly what she wants so she came for the right thing and the waiting grace Play program is is literally helping you to go through this season so that you build capacity and you know you learn what you're supposed to learn so that when you do first of all so that you are able to position yourself for the marriage that God has for you able to position yourself for the man that God has for you but also prepare yourself for where you're going to um it's a three month program and in the program we go in it literally is broken down into like a five step system or like a four step system depending on which one you prefer um where we first of all on go into go deep into understanding this season what does this season mean you know and what would make this season successful for you you know what one of the things that i share with the ladies in the program is that when we're understanding this season is that the woman that you become is the biggest success of this season but then we literally unpack that in the program and then i talk about how you become that or becoming the woman that you're supposed to be happens as you align yourself with who god has said you are and i call that being restored to royalty because really you are god's daughter and your father is a king you're a princess so we're only just helping you step back in you know life has happened to all of us some of us have dropped our crowns some of us our crowns are crooked and you know in this season what 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 you are meant to be doing is literally if you've dropped your crown picking it up putting it back on and saying you know what i'm a princess i only want a prince and holding myself up for a prince rather than a commoner you know um it's also one of the things that one of the other things that we you learn in the program is that this is a season for building capacity as i said so building capacity spiritually and you know i equip you i show you how to build yourself for the mental side of things how to build yourself emotionally how to sort out your finances and you know we go into things like budgeting and all of those kind of things and then 
how do I recognize the man when he comes along? Because many of us, we've met guys, but are they the right guy for us? How do we know the right person for us? Do you know there's a whole process behind knowing the right person and it's way before you ever meet him. It's so much more before you meet him. In, in the program, we're going to who he is, what you should be looking out for, how to date him, and even how to do courtship because courtship is important. I know our generation is all about let's date, let's see how we're going, let's see where we're going. Sorry, no, we don't do that. We're graceful women. We do things slightly different. You know, just like Bodam is a refined lady. We do things different. We just do things different, especially as daughters of the king. We do things different. So that's what the program is about and much more. I love it. I love it. I love it. So you can check out the program um, com forward slash WG. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Fantastic. So I will put it also in the caption of the, um, of the podcast. So you can just click on it and it will take you straight to her. Obviously, you ladies know that I can already go on and on and on just chatting because first, she's so easy to talk to. Secondly, she's so knowledgeable about this whole waiting gracefully thing. And she's not just telling us things that she's read in the book. She's telling us stuff that she has practiced and she's gone through. She understands the journey that, you know, every woman who's waiting is on. And most importantly, she has been made victorious on the other side. Yes, (laughs) I have. (laughs) <laughs> and and while we're on that journey, I think it's just to embrace where we are. Love yes. it, not just embrace it and endure it, but love this season and, and really just become your best self. For me, before I let you go, just give us one more word, one last, one last uh, jaw-dropping piece of advice, one last <laughs> of encouragement. Just tell us one last thing about how we should be gracefully waiting no how we should wait gracefully what am i speaking (laughs) (laughs) whichever way you put it it's still the same thing um if there was anything i would say i would say that um seek purpose seek to be purposeful about this season but also seek to know your purpose why because a woman in purpose and a woman on purpose is attractive And when a woman, and you know, when you're attracted, guess what you do? You attract the right type of people to you. The the purpose puts you in alignment. It's one of the things that, you know, we talk about in the program, but purpose actually puts you in alignment so that when you get to the point where you're supposed to meet your husband, because you're in alignment, you're connecting with the right people. You're not just meeting. And it doesn't mean that you won't meet some characters because there are a lot of distractions on the way. But when you're walking in purpose and you're walking on purpose, there's a way that you look. You kind of look with eyes straight ahead. It's the same way that if you're swimming and you want to, you know, you want to get to the other end of the pool, you can't afford to keep looking left and right. Because if you do that, you will slow yourself down, especially if you're in a race. And you really don't want to slow yourself down on your own race. You don't want to do that. So definitely seek to be purposeful about this season, but also seek to be on purpose and in purpose. I love it. Seek to be purposeful, seek to be on purpose and in purpose. Fantastic. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank You're you, welcome. Bright Humor. Thank you for breaking some of those tables as well. <laughs> <laughs> we really needed it. It was so great having this conversation with you. And I look forward to us obviously taking this a lot more. In, I'm obviously going to invite you back 
maybe not here maybe on the youtube channel wherever it is but thank you so much you're welcome it was my pleasure Ladies, that is it for today. Hit subscribe if you haven't. Share this episode with all your friends, those who are waiting, those who are waiting not so gracefully to help them <laughs> so that we can all get on this waiting gracefully journey together. Don't forget to check out Bumi Odoa's program, www.bumiodoa.com forward slash WG. I will see you soon. Until then, take care and stay beautiful.